Hello and welcome to Sit and Listen, a production of Science in the News. We are a graduate student-led organization at Harvard University focused on generating discussions between scientists, other experts, and enthusiasts. The global pandemic caused by the novel coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, has changed the world and altered all of our lives. In this series of episodes titled Scientists at Home, we present narratives of life and research during the pandemic from scientists and academics across a broad range of disciplines and stages of their careers. We hope that in hearing these narratives, you'll feel a sense of camaraderie with the scientific community as we acclimate to these difficult times. My name is Melissa Kant, and I'm a graduate student in the physics department at MIT. Today, I'm talking with Professor Ian Cheeseman. He's a professor of biology at the Whitehead Institute and the Department of Biology at MIT, and his research aims to understand how cells divide by uncovering the molecular basis of the kinetochore, a complex that helps segregate chromosomes during cell division. Hi, Ian. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. This has been a very difficult and arduous time for researchers of any point in their career. So I wanted to ask about some of your experiences of how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected you and your research and your group. So if we start off with um, rewinding the clock back to March, you know, Boston was having a pretty bad outbreak. There was this huge sense of urgency and things started to close down. So what were you thinking at that time? What kind of discussions did you have uh, with your group or uh, with uh, other faculty members? I, I mean, I, th I think like the rest of the world, we were all just trying to keep our, our heads above water. And as you mentioned, you know, I, I think this has been a really challenging and tough time for everyone. But I, th I think that also has affected people differently, depending on you know where where they were and what their situations are and circumstances were. And I, th I think I I was trying to be at least somewhat aware of um, myself, my family, and and you know those individuals that I'm that I'm connected to and responsible for. You know, so I, I was um, teaching undergrad cell biology um, during that period of time, and you know I, I gave my last lecture um, in person, um, you know, on a, on a Thursday. And at that point it was clear everybody was, was going home. And um, I think that that was a really tough thing for the undergraduate population to be there, you know, to, you know, have it plans and expectations for that semester, you know, to have the semester, you know, sort of nicely well underway, and then to have to change that up and, and to, to leave uh, campus and leave MIT and leave all their friends and, um, you know, to, to go home to the families and, I think it was a, exactly the right decision on behalf of MIT and and you know all of the other academic institutions across the country. But it's a very very hard thing to deal with, and you know just so just thinking about you know that the stress that that creates and the sense of disconnectedness and and then how do we even teach a class remotely when that's not something that we had thought about in advance or prepared for? All of those things were 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 really tough, and um, so I certainly I, I think I I tried to think about that to whatever extent I I could. Next would be our, our lab. So our, our lab 
at that point, I think had about 10 people in it. And we'd also just had a couple of people who had just started rotating in our lab. You know, they'd spent four days in our lab physically, and we had to all sort of rapidly um, work towards shutting down. And that, that's a super tough thing. And partly for our science, that was really challenging. Our lab is primarily a wet lab based lab, um, you know, us being able to need to physically work with, with living cells and, and to have the access to the machinery here. And so being able to come up with computational projects um, or ways that people could, you know, make good use of their time, not being able to physically come into the building was this really challenging thing. I think the way that we thought about that at the beginning was um, about the science and about what people needed, but also about just, you know, what did, what did people need individually? And, you know, I think there's, of course, was is continues to be a huge amount of stress surrounding um, um, COVID-19 itself and the pandemic, and making sure that each individual, um, you know, is is healthy and safe, and that their families are healthy and safe. But I think it created a, a broad sense of isolation for each of us, and and so slowly trying to figure out ways that we could create some level of connectedness. I, I think is. Um, hard and important. Um, so in, in my case, I have two daughters, they are nine and 12. Um, and that was also a really tough thing for them. And, and you know, family wise, too, and all of us all being at home, I think actually had a lot of good parts of, of that and being able to see each other more and, and, you know, be able to be aware of what's happening in each other's lives. Um, but it's a tough thing when you're a kid, and you know, you're taken out of the context of being with your your friends and how do you navigate that? Um, I think nine and 12 is young, but it's not as young as, um, so for example, many of my colleagues have, have kids who are younger than five. And, and I think that that became almost impossible for, for people with younger kids to actually um, have any expectations of, of being able to have that time to, to do work. And so trying to be understanding and appreciative of, of other people's challenges. I, I don't know that any of us had solutions. And so to do it again, like, I don't know that there's, I don't know what we would do differently. And, and I think that just then even that awareness that we all, we all did the best that we could under what continues to be really difficult circumstances and that we should give ourselves a, a break individually and, um, you know, be aware of the things that actually we do really appreciate about um, being able to come into to work and and do science and be able to um, you know see and interact with each other uh, I think is important. There's been a couple. I mean, mostly I think it, it has been a challenging time. I think there's been a couple things that I, I think have been good about that. And, and like I said, in my in my case, you know, um, a continued and renewed understanding of just how important my family is to me, and um, you know that I love seeing them and being able to <coughs> spend time with them. I think that there's features of our Zoom-based world that um, have enabled us to interact with people across the planet, uh, as well as across the building uh, for um, those kind of communications. And I think sometimes that actually does work a lot better. Um, and so I, I hope that we can largely move on from a lot of the challenges and, and yet continue to reflect on uh, some of the lessons that we learned about how critical travel actually is and, and that, um, or, or ways to enable people to participate and be included in something that, that may not normally not be able to, to have. The boundary between work and home life has become quite blurred. Actually, I know a lot of researchers have not taken any time off since travel has been severely restricted. So how do you promote healthy habits in your group? 
I, I, don't, I don't know that I ha have a good answer for that. Um, you know, I, I think that um, when the pandemic hit, I mean, we, we have, we, we normally have lab meetings once a week where people share their, their results and, and scientific um, progress and ideas. Um, and, you know, initially we could have that similarly, you know, people hadn't presented in a while and, and had stuff pre-pandemic. Then we sort of changed the lab meeting a little bit into, um, you know, um, other things that people were playing with on the side or ideas moving forward or what they would do when they got back in the building. Um, but in addition to that, what, what we had was a weekly check-in and not something like, hey, this is the science that I have, or this is the project I'm working on this these, these days, but a little bit more like, how are you doing? And I think that, you know, an hour a week is not a lot of time, but, you know, it, it was at least our attempt to navigate that um, isolation and scientific disconnectedness that we all had by, you know, sitting at home and, and not being able to, to go out. I think increasingly we've tried to do those things that would basically recapitulate capitulate things that we would be doing in person. Um, and so we now have a journal club. We always used to have lunch together for, for journal club. And now we still do that. And, um, you know, I, I get lunch for the lab, but we, we do that each on our computers in different places. One of the postdocs in our lab had uh, a, a daughter during the pandemic. And, you know, so before she went on maternity leave, we had a, um, baby shower party for her where we all decorated um, cookies remotely. So we, we baked cookies in advance and sort of made little packages for everybody to pick up and do it that way. And um, then uh, one of the grad students in the lab um, for Halloween um, got uh, pumpkins and organized sort of a pumpkin decorating contest and I don't know, really, really fun things that people made. And so I think, you know, things like that are, are helpful for bringing us together in, in ways, even if we're still looking at each other over the computer um, to do that. I think that also just this, that sense of redefining expectations or, or um, you know, thinking about um, what someone needs for them and, and them to thrive more than their scientific success per se. And, and they're interrelated, you know, I think if you're happy and, and comfortable, it's, it's more easy to, to do those things too. Yeah, I, th I think it's still a work in progress. And, and I, I think, okay, so we're, we're recording this on, December 2nd. And, um, you know, th there's great news about vaccines. I, th I think it's still going to be probably another six months before either of us is, is able to um, be vaccinated. And so I think that this, you know, some, some days we're used to this and we've, we've got this figured out. And some days like, you know, that feeling of, of isolation um, is pretty potent and, and to trying to figure out how to continue to navigate that each for ourselves and then for our labs, for our communities is, is important too. Um, I've been, um, I'm one of the co-chairs of our graduate committee for our department, you know, overseeing uh, grad students this year. And we have 36 really fantastic new students who have joined our department, um, most of whom have never been on our campus. And, and I think that that's particularly a community where I'm, you know, trying to think a lot about how do we create that feeling of, of, of connectedness, um, you know, and, and make them part of our, our community um, uh, in, a, in a way that normally would just be so easy um, when you're here in person. And, you know, I, th I think that, yeah, lots of examples and, and works in progress mostly rather than success and solutions. That all sounds really wonderful. It seems like you are taking an active 
uh, stance in trying to promote mental uh, well-being in your group and also a uh, sense of community and uh, connectedness to MIT for the uh, new students. Another group that has also been really uh, heavily affected are the postdocs. Uh, I know there have been a lot of uh, hiring freezes. Uh, so have, ha how have you been uh, supporting the postdocs in your group and have you been uh, hiring new ones? One of our postdocs, Zach Schwartz, is on the job market this, this year. Um, and so I, I think I have, you know, some sense of watching his process. Um, there have been a lot of hiring freezes and, and that, that's a bummer. And, and I, I think a little bit, you know, at least um, this is not a normal year. And, and so I think people need to approach it that way too, that yes, there's some possibility that, you know, a subset of people are going to need to look again next year instead. Um, there have been a lot of hiring freezes, but there are actually also still a lot of um, institutions who are looking for for new faculty um, within our department. There are several open job searches. Um, there's one ongoing search for the Koch Institute, one uh, within the biology department, one ongoing search for uh, at Whitehead uh, within the biology department, and and then also the Reagan Institute is is searching together with biology. So the, there are even within our department um, three open slots, and I think it has been increasingly that other people are are posting ads maybe not as much as a, as a normal year. And, and so I think that I'm hopeful that um, uh, funding organizations and institutions, uh, you know, funding like NIH is going to be aware that there just needs to be some understanding that this pandemic year was was tough. Um, one of the things I really respected that MIT did early on in the pandemic is that they let all the junior faculty know that um, you could uh, have an extension for your your tenure and that the pandemic was uh, obviously very disruptive for a lot of uh, people's science. And I, I think that we need to have that same understanding and philosophy as we consider um, postdoc situations and, and careers. We have um, not interviewed any postdocs uh, during the pandemic. And um, I think, so in, in, our, in our lab, we typically take um, a new postdoc about every year. And so I, I think that it isn't necessarily that unusual that we haven't interviewed somebody yet. Uh, we also managed to recruit two amazing uh, new grad students. And, and so I think that that's been an important focus for us as well. And, and that I anticipate maybe we would um, recruit some, hopefully some additional grad students in the spring. Um, but I, I think that that process is continuing. I think that it, you know, so grad student just graduated from our lab and, and we'll start to look for um, uh, postdocs sometime soon. You know, I, th I think that that will be ongoing. And a lot of the, those, um, processes instead of traveling to that lab will be done remotely and instead of uh, interviewing people in here in person will likely be done remotely and um, yeah I think we've all sort of figured that out enough at this point that that those job search processes can go on maybe with some adjustments and and some fewer opportunities available. Hopefully things will be going back to normal in a few months. Any things that you've learned that you will be changing in your group or any activities that uh, you are hoping to do once everyone can go back to uh, being in a room all together? During the pandemic, um, when obviously no one was going anywhere, um, my family ended up um, basically every weekend going for a hike. And that has been really fun to basically explore the huge range of 
city, um, for, you know, town forests, um, state parks, like lots of really great hiking places with, within, you know, an, an hour of, of um, Cambridge. And I really hope that we continue that. And it's nice to be outside in good socially distant ways, but it's, it's a wonderful thing to, to do, even, even if uh, we don't have to worry about that as much. I think that there's probably a lot of Zooming that we'll continue to, to do because I do like this idea of connectedness. So we actually have somebody participating in our lab meeting on a weekly basis who um, is an undergrad in the UK. And um, it's been wonderful to have her be part of those conversations and, and that group. And in a way that like, you know, we couldn't have under normal, the way that we were doing things before. And so I hope that that's some ways to connect people um, that uh, we can continue to take advantage. Um, yeah, in part, mostly, I think we we need to have a big celebration and and uh, bonfire to uh, celebrate that transition and moving forward. And and you know there are a lot of things that that I I miss and and that ability to just um, connect with people. And and you know I think some people have this perspective of you know white lab coast scientists in sterile environments, um, isolated and distant from each other, doing their own thing um, on their own. And and um, if that was the way that science was, I don't, I don't think most of us would want to participate in that. And, and you know, so it, it will be nice to return to that um, highly collaborative science that I think um, most of us really enjoy. Absolutely. I am quite looking forward to uh, sharing a bench with someone and asking if they have the kind of pipette tips that I'm looking for. Thank you so much. It has been great talking to you. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. <laughs>